Have you ever wondered how great ideas took flight? Maybe you're working on your own idea and you're trying to get it off the ground. The Takeoff is a podcast for the creative and the curious to be inspired by how others have made their ideas a reality. I'm Jenny Butler, and I'm inviting you to join me on this audio adventure. Are you ready for Takeoff? Welcome to The Takeoff with me, Jenny Butler. My co-pilot for this week is John Gregory, who is an energetic Brit living in Canada, whose passion for starting new things prompted a host of blogs and initiatives that evolved into a brand new career path for him. He's a really interesting guy, and I'm delighted that he's going to chat with us today a little bit about what he's working on and what's kind of led him to get some ideas off the ground and, and be successful in what he does. So welcome, John. Thanks very much, Jenny. It's very nice to be on the show. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to throw it over to you because there's so much for us to talk about here with this, but I'd like for everybody to get a little bit of more of an idea of, of who John Gregory is and what you're all about. So maybe you'll, you'll give us a little bit of an idea about that. Yeah, so, certainly so, some ideas. So yeah, I've started out many things through, through my life. Uh, I have ADD, we'll probably come back to that. Uh, but yeah, it's really about a curiosity or a passion to offer to help and just start stuff. And I think there's lots of people out there that uh, have many reasons why they can't do something. And I'm kind of from the camp of, well, why not? Just try it, learn, experiment, see what happens. If it bombs, then it's quickly kind of get rid of it. But uh, (laughs) my experience is that that actually rarely is the case. So yeah, just one example, which kind of relates, I think, to, to our kind of universe is the fact that I don't know, in 2008, I, I saw a newspaper headline. I live in a fairly affluent community in, in Canada. And I saw this newspaper headline saying that homelessness was on the rise. Well, that was terrible. I mean, we live in this affluent community and homelessness is on the rise. It wasn't very apparent. But I was kind of, that's terrible. Somebody has to do something about that. So I started a blog. And that blog grew. And out of it started a charity, uh, Milton Transitional Housing. Uh, and I guess fast forward where we are today, there have been other kind of blogs that have come, either causes or brands or ideas. Uh, and yeah, actually, now it's my career. That's amazing. And to, to get back to the idea of it, like what's amazing to me about that is that you took that idea for something that so many people would just kind of, you know, might say, oh, isn't that terrible and close the newspaper or, you know, that they don't have, like they might have a great sense of empathy with it, but really, you know, they kind of just have a moment and then go on with their lives. So what made you actually sit down and say, I'm starting a blog, I'm going to try and change this? Like, what did that for you? Well, one is that I'm a very energetic, impulsive kind of personal trait and character anyway. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't think it's always kind of fair just to kind of assume that somebody else is going to take the initiative and somebody else is going to start it. And actually, whether it's been in healthcare or career or so forth, yeah, I think back and I've often been the one that has seen an opportunity and just kind of somebody needs to do something about that. I don't know, for some reason, it always ends up being me. But, um, but, but amazing things have happened because of it. Uh, and yeah, the start of this uh, charity was one. And yeah, there's been kind of lots of other examples. I guess maybe that ties into your journalistic path and that you've kind of taken with your career as well. And I know you've been very successful with that as a sports journalist. When you're writing about two different things there, so you've got something that's very, not not important, but with sports journalism, it's very different to writing about something like, say, homelessness. Or do you find that there's parallels there between the two? Or were you able to draw on experiences from both to, to complement each other? Or how did that work? Well, I think 10 years ago, I think that, I mean, healthcare, which was my career, 
the sports journalism and if like the charity sector, they appear to be very random and really had nothing in common. I think the way now that we're kind of basically building online authority and brands has meant that actually these distant worlds have completely kind of almost overlapped. So in some respects, the only thing now that is different is either the specific persona that you're talking to uh, or the topic, but the process of what you do and how you do it, I mean, that almost inbound methodology is exactly the same. And therefore, yeah, it's just a different topic, different audience, but the process is the same. And so it's that universal approach that we talk about, like, you know, if I'm talking about content scaling or if I'm talking about anything like that with clients or with friends, even with anything, it's sort of tied in with that universal principle of, you know, everything is sort of, you know, inextricably linked, whether you realize it or not. So you find a lot of those, those kind of things are the same, what you're working on, no matter what project that is, would that be right? Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I wrote a blog post recently about sort of sandbox environment. And I think that one of the exciting things has been is that, yeah, I mean, canoeing or international canoeing, Olympic canoeing has been my sandbox in a way, kind of safe environment. You can try stuff, see if it works. And and then quite often it does or it goes off maybe in slightly different directions. And then you could almost take this back into the business environment uh, in in terms of healthcare, kind of med tech and, and business and say, well, we've done this, we, we know it works, why don't we try it? And, and the same in, in the charity sector as well. And it's not that only the charity sector can learn from business, absolutely business and kind of anything can really learn from, from any of the things that they're doing in the charity sector as well. So actually having these kind of distinct kind of areas has almost caused that cross-fertilization of ideas and absolutely been able to take some kind of fabulous initiatives from, from one and think, how could you adapt that and could you use it in a completely different environment? And often you can. And do you think that would be a strength to, say, up-and-coming content marketers, for example, or anybody who's working in any kind of marketing capacity? Do you see that as, as a major strength, the ability to actually see the opportunity to sort of, I guess, to use the words cross-fertilize again? Do you feel that that's something that that's a critical skill for somebody to have if they really want to succeed in marketing? I do. I think many marketeers, many journalists have this just inbred curiosity uh, about stuff and they're prolific, almost content creators. So it doesn't matter what they're writing about or creating podcasts or videos about, they just have that kind of talent and passion to do so. I mean, to take real kind of examples. So for the London 2012 Olympics, we started a blog and then a couple of years later, we were kind of, well, maybe we could use Twitter so, so we started doing live commentary on Twitter uh, and then that's evolved and that's now moved into live chat on YouTube where you've got YouTube live streaming. And yeah, absolutely. Even little ideas like that you can take and I've had fabulous use and experience in the kind of international canoeing. Uh, but then to be able to take almost as that sort of sound case uh, on the use of social media, YouTube, Twitter, etc., and then bring it back into a, almost a workplace or healthcare or kind of charity sector and say, we know this works, we've tried it. Do you think then having that skill yourself and being able to hone that skill through journalism and the charity sector and healthcare and everything that you've worked on in your life, do you think then being, I guess, a serial entrepreneur, if you want to call it that, you're on your fourth venture now with, with your company, Open City Inc., how do you think that's helped you to kind of dive in and get those projects just off the ground and be successful with them? And how do you think that kind of brings something new to the table in terms of getting an idea off the ground? In terms of getting something new off the ground, uh, I mean, I think, I mean, always for me, it always has to start with a brief. I mean, all the projects and all the initiatives that have derailed is because there's been a lack of a brief. So I think there always needs to be a core articulation of ultimately what you're trying to do. 
um, yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah, about getting things started, motivating others, uh, setting a vision and, and kind of off you go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a theme that's run through kind of almost kind of everything that, that I've done uh, over the years. Um, I, I don't know about honing a skill. I mean, I think a lot of it, to be quite honest, is accidental. I mean, I topped Google at the 2012 London Olympics. That was completely accidental. I certainly didn't mean to. Okay, I found out how to do it, but it was by accident. It wasn't by intent. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you do. You learn by accident. You know, I think if you're a curious and you experiment, you try stuff. In that sense, you hone, but a lot of it is just experimentation and I guess um, being sufficiently confident to, to experiment and stuff and see where it goes. So it's almost like success through curiosity, basically. When you're starting out, it's something that can really propel you forward if you just have that little edge with just being curious and being willing to try something and jump in and see if it works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think two things. So one is that, and I think the other one is is just offering to help. I mean, I'm just always there. I'm that kind of person um, that always offers to help people. I mean, nine times out of 10, people never take you up on it. So you, you maybe don't become quite as overwhelmed with kind of people kind of pulling on you as maybe you might imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think almost everything that I've, I've done in some ways has sometimes been seen as an opportunity or something that somebody needs to do something that nobody has. And then going and saying, what can I do? Can I help? What if I did this and that? And I don't know, amazing things have, have happened really as a result. So we've been chatting about your latest venture, which is Open City Inc., which is your consultancy. And obviously you have a great affinity with the charity sector as well and that you've worked in that too. What have you kind of managed to do to sort of merge those two projects together? Or is there something along those lines that's important to you to bring and merge those two? Yeah, so certainly when I started a consulting business, I spent a lot of time, I mean, talking a year or more, really thinking about, yeah, did, did I start a non-profit or did I start a for-profit business? And yeah, I think for many startups, you don't have cash. It's, I mean, you can't make big charitable donations to, to non-profits and stuff like that. So actually, one, one of the things we came up with was that, yeah, we have uh, talents and abilities to create content uh, and to build maybe online authority. So one of the things we've been doing, we've done 50 now all over the world, is creating charity spotlight features. So somebody nominates a charity. Uh, we then kind of work with that charity to create a, a blog post or a feature using all the best practices that we know, uh, which actually sometimes has helped them as well because maybe we're more familiar with it than, than they are. I mean, it's just a very tangible, practical way that we could use some of our skill set or talents to do something almost in that social responsibility. Yeah, it was just a... a, a let's say creative kind of way because yeah I mean we're not in that kind of way that we can financially support um sort of charities and stuff yet but yeah it helps kind of us feel that we're running a business but we're also trying to do something with social responsibility tied into it and that's an excellent way as well as you mentioned to help people who mightn't be as familiar with this to you know maybe get started with a blog or get started with some sort of content channel you're sort of giving them the boost, you're giving them that little, that leeway to sort of help them and their ideas to take off as well. I think that's something that's so important no matter what you work at. And you've managed to do that incredibly well in what, in what you're working as. What do you see going forward being your challenges in what you do in your industry and in terms of content and what you're creating and how you're sharing that out? Where do you see your challenges now? I don't know about challenges for me or challenges for, for the kind of clients and, and the kind of industry generally. People have just such a fear of writing a blog, creating a video, 
producing a podcast, they think it's big and scary and they can't do it and they don't know where to start. Yeah. And, I, and I think probably we can relate to this and the fact that, well, actually it's not that complicated. And I think if you have somebody to maybe guide you or mentor you a little bit, it doesn't need to be big and scary and you can learn as you go and start small and I know almost here's a best practice template and follow it. And then obviously you get more sophisticated as you gain practice and, and confidence. So I, I, I think there's probably more challenges for, I think the, the broader kind of world and community and, and business. I mean, I'm sure some of the social media channels that we're using now, we're starting to think about Tokyo 2020 for the next Olympics. Yeah, I mean, some of the channels we're using now might have even disappeared by that point, but I have no doubt that something maybe even more incredible and more sophisticated will have come along and replaced it. I think, like, whenever I'm working on anything, I'm always cognizant of how I can scale that content. And you're really good at that as well, and that you have the podcast and you have lots of different content channels going. You understand, I suppose, as a journalist, it puts you also in a unique position to really be able to look to the future with that and your clients so from your side that you can see that you know have that foresight for your clients as well so I know you mentioned earlier John as well about how you perceive having your ADD as being a strength and how you utilize it as a strength in what you work on across all of the different mediums that you work through and maybe you could explain a little bit about how you feel that that's a strength and how you work with that instead of allowing it to maybe inhibit what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think ADD, ADHD are often perceived a disorder and disorder is such a wrong word. And I mean, it was only maybe 10, 15 years ago that I, I learned it made sense to me. Suddenly everything clicked into place. I understood an awful lot about, I don't know, struggles of growing up. Um, but but in, some way, in some ways, I think you you learn to harness something and actually use it to your advantage. And lots of people, there's lots of famous people, not one of them, but uh, lots of famous people with ADD uh, have this amazing ability to hyper-focus and, and actually do very high-quality work in a very short space of time. And that's not an excuse for procrastinating and leaving it everything to the last minute. But... Yeah, I've I've really learned how to use that to my advantage. Uh, and yeah, I mean, part of it is that impulsiveness, probably uh, in terms of seeing opportunities, thinking somebody needs to do something about that and actually having enough get up and go to go, I'm going to do it and see where it goes. And for anybody who might also be thinking about how they can use or utilize something to their own strength, maybe something that they feel like maybe they also have ADD or ADHD, or maybe it's something else that they feel a lot of people might say, well, oh, well, that might inhibit what you're trying to do. What would you kind of say to those people in terms of them trying to move forward and get ideas off the ground and, and keep working? I think it's actually trying to find a almost a career path or a passion that fits with your own personality and and train in in a way uh, i feel so fortunate so lucky that yeah over a 20 something career so year career so far yeah i mean i've ultimately come to a point where i now do what i'm passionate and motivated and almost would do for fun is now my career and i mean what can be better than that that's the dream. <laughs> Definitely. Um, John, if anybody wants to find out a little bit more about what you do or what you work on, what's the best way to get in touch with you or to read some of your writing or to get in touch about the charity articles that you, you sometimes write or what's the best way to do that? Uh, well, well, I mean, if you put a link in uh, show notes or something like that, maybe to the charity uh, spotlight, I would love for people to, to nominate a nonprofit or a charity that, that is important to them and we will okay. contact charity and so forth and go for that in terms of me I, I would say probably twitter really i'm 
pretty prolific. I did, what, 10,000 tweets last year, I think. Uh, so, uh, which is probably more than most. Um, so, yeah, at Greggy J uh, on Twitter. And then, obviously, Open City is uh, at Open City Inc. Uh, also on Twitter. Perfect. John, thank you so very much for chatting with me. I really do appreciate it. Um, you're one of the first episodes on my new podcast series here. And I'm really excited about getting it off the ground, no pun on the takeoff or Jetway Media Nintendo's, but I really appreciate you taking the time to be part of it and it's been really wonderful catching up with you again. Definitely keep in touch uh, with me as well and let me know of your uh, latest ventures. Thank you very much. Delighted to be on the podcast. <laughs>